the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Six. The following program is sponsored by Rosenthal Wealth Management. Time now for Making Money Sense, live with Larry Rosenthal. Larry is recognized as one of the nation's leading financial and retirement planners and is here to answer your questions right now. Author, speaker, and talk show host Larry Rosenthal is dedicated to teaching others financial stewardship from a biblical point of view. Call Larry now. Studio lines are open at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Making Money Sense is on the air. Welcome once again to the Larry Rosenthal Show, Making Money Sense. And here he is, our financial and retirement expert himself in studio, Larry Rosenthal. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Chris. You're looking mighty fine today. How are you? I'm feeling okay. I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, Not a bad day at all so far. Hope that's going to continue. I know it will because you're on the radio. (laughs) You're funny. You're too kind. (laughs) You're too kind. Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal Show here. I'd like to listen. I'd like to welcome again our new listeners on Sirius XM. Coast to coast and border to border, as Chris likes to say, on Family Talk 131, as well as our longtime listeners in the Washington, D.C., Baltimore area on WAVA um, channel 105.1 FM. Well, um, you know, again, it's the live call-in, biblically-based financial planning talk show on any subject matter at all that you have regarding your finances, investments, estate planning, taxes, insurance, 401Ks, IRAs, whatever it may be. Give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. 855-767-3123. Well, just as I had sort of predicted this past week, the markets, as I've been saying, has been, you know, very smooth, kind of rising since the Fed gave us clarity of direction on January 4th. The Nothing to I, do with the Super Bowl outcome. Huh? That nothing wasn't... to do with the Super Bowl. Nope, not oh, at all. Okay. But the, the, the thing that I want to point out is we've had some headline risk this week. And this past week, the market came down a couple of hundred points. And then yesterday, Friday, it it, it dropped as much as 300, but only closed down 63 points while the S&P was up fractionally, as well as the NASDAQ a few points. And the reversal on that was all based off of China's headlines. You know, not, not necessarily China, but trade talk headlines where not the whole team is going to China, but, you know, some that seem to be a little bit more in favor of, of, of deals. So as we continue to see headlines uh, present themselves regarding trade conversations, trade talks with China, we're going to see the markets react positively and negatively there. But, you know, we're, we're going to have to get through this this period of time until some sort of a deal is reached. And I, I do think that both both sides want to reach some sort of a deal. But that's going to create a little bit of volatility in the marketplace until that's all settled. We're hoping that it gets settled out, you know, sometime in the first half of this year. It'll be interesting to see what happens on March 1st with the uh, increased tariff uh, deadline. So we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Let's go ahead and uh, shoot on over to Ohio and welcome Michelle on the line. Good morning, Michelle. How are you today? Hey, good morning. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. How can I help you? 
So I recently switched jobs. Um, been I was with the company for about 10 years and accumulated a, a good amount of money in a 401k. And now that I'm at this new job, I wanted to know what your recommendation would be. Do I move that money over into my new 401k or do I put it in a Roth IRA? Michelle, well, yeah, there's a handful of choices you have. One is you can leave it where your old employer's plan is. Two, you can cash it out if you wanted to and pay tax, but that's probably not a good choice. Three, you can move it to your new employer's plan. Four, you can move it to your own IRA. Now, Mm -hmm. if you choose to move it to your own IRA and in the process convert it to a Roth, um, you'll pay tax on all that money, but then it'll all be sitting in a Roth growing tax-deferred, and if it's there for five years or to 59 and a half, it'll come out tax-free for you. Okay. So, so before I would say, suggest converting it to a Roth, I need to look at your whole, you know, scenario as far as taxes, how much money you have saved, when you're going to retire, because there's some break-even points when when it comes to that conversion. But let, more more okay. of that more of that in just a moment. By moving the money to your new employer, you're probably going to be limited to just what the menu of investment choices are within your new employer's plan. I don't know what what what's inside that plan. Um, uh-huh. Most people go ahead and move it to their own IRA. It's a tax-free move. There's no taxes on it if you do institution-to-institution transfer, so so that's not an issue. But the advantage there is that you can invest in pretty much anything that's available out there that can go into IRAs. You can probably uh-huh. come very close to matching what's in your old employer's plan as well as your new employer's plan, and it gives you a, a greater breadth of diversification of investment assets. So that's what most people do. Uh, they, they usually take okay. the money, put it into their own IRA. Now, the bigger question comes, do you want to convert a piece or all of this money to a Roth? So stop for a moment and think, you know, how much money have you saved in retirement plans that's never been taxed? And understand this, you control 100% of those dollars, but you only own about 65 maybe 70% of them, because when you pull that money out, you have to pay the tax on it. So so if I marched 100 financial advisors in the room right now and, and in, in, into the studio, it would be a little cramped, but if I did that it, I, and I asked them, should Michelle convert this money to an, a Roth IRA, <clears throat> the first third are going to say, no, don't do it because uh-huh. they believe that somewhere down the road they'll change the rules to the, to the Roth, okay? Uh-huh. Um, the, and, and then you're paying a voluntary early tax. The second third are going to say, absolutely convert it no matter what. Just go ahead and convert it because we believe, you know, over the next 40 years of your life, Michelle, taxes will rise. And then the next third are going to say, I want you to have a combination of money on both sides of the tax aisle. And that's kind of where personally I I sit. I understand and recognize the advantage of a tax deduction today going into a financial, uh, going into a retirement plan. You get that tax deduction today, it's wonderful. On the other side, I also see clients that are in their 70s complaining about the level of taxation they get hit with when they have to pull their money out at 70 and a half because of the required distribution. So I like to have people saving money pre-tax and post-tax on the Roth. Here's the answer to you without looking deep into your situation since, since we're on the air here, and that is... Maybe we need to look at doing a Roth conversion exercise. I'm actually teaching a seminar class on this in, in, in a couple of weeks. And maybe you end up doing a series of little conversions. Maybe you convert 
uh, you know, 10% of it a year over 10 years to lower your tax hit each year. Do you see what I mean? Versus taking do, a, yeah. yeah, versus taking a big, huge, massive tax hit today. Because there's a lot that goes into the calculation on this. One, when you, if you do decide to convert some of it, where are you going to get the money to pay the taxes? Because I do not want you to pay the taxes out of the converted money. Because then it makes your break-even point even further down the road in life. So, so right. you need to figure out, am I going to pay the taxes out of money that's in the bank, cash flow? How are you going to go do about doing that? We need to get a plan together to look at doing a series of little conversions over a handful of years or whatever the time frame may be. But those are the four choices on what you can do. Um, if you want to have some information on how all that sort of lays out, I'd be happy to send it out to you so that you can yeah, that'd be uh, awesome. yeah, get sort of a package of it together. So uh, I'll put you awesome. yeah. I'll put you on hold, Michelle, and congratulations on the new job. I'll put you on hold, and Bob will get some of your information, and we'll send it out on how to do uh, rollovers and things like that for you, okay? Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time. Absolutely. Appreciate the phone call. You're listening to Making Money Sense, the Larry Rosenthal Show. Go ahead and dial us up at 855-ROSE-123, 855-767-3123. We'll be back in a moment with more Making Money Sense. You are listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. Here's a quick tip for you. Remember, it's time in the market not necessarily timing. Stay away from lots of buy-sell transactions. Find quality, buy it and hold it until the quality goes away or your investment objectives change. It's time in the market, not necessarily timing. If you'd like more information on proper investing, then go visit my website at LarryRosenthal.com or simply give us a call at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. That's 855-767-3123. You're listening to the Larry Rosenthal Show, Making Money Sense. If you'd like to dial in, here's your telephone number, 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123, and here he is, Larry Rosenthal, once again. Here I am, Chris. I like that little tune you're playing there. <laughs> you do? Okay. Yeah, I'm going to be silent and listen to it for a moment. How's that sound? <laughs> I'm good with that. If you want to dance, that'd be good, too. I can't see no you do that, dancing, though. No dancing, no <laughs> dancing. No dancing on the radio, huh? Yep, yep. So, um, hey, you know, I, I, I get the question often uh, a lot. What do you read? What do you look at? What, what's going on? How do you know what's going on in the markets, the economy? What does the Fed look at? What do, what do all these people on TV that they're talking about looking at? <clears throat> and, boy, there's so many different things to look at, so many different data points in the economy on what to look at. So so I, I thought today we would talk a little bit about the three types of, of indicators. There's, there's uh, <clears throat> three types of indicators that sort of give a view or a vision, if you will, or insight into the economy. There's leading indicators, there's leading economic indicators, coincident economic indicators, and lagging indicators. So a, a leading economic indicator is something that just, it's a report that comes out, and there's several of them that just sort of says, hey, look, this is – something leading down the road. This is this is where the economy could be going. And a lot of times 
when people are trying to see, you know, well, how does the, the market look going forward? How does the economy look? What's the housing market going to be doing? Where do you anticipate interest rates to go? People will turn to leading economic indicators and, and, and take a good look at them. You know, one of them is weekly hours uh, for manufacturing workers. Obviously, if, if the manufacturing section picks up, then hours worked are going to pick up. If hours are dropping, then it may look like manufacturing slowing. That may look like the economy slowing. That's how you sort of read that one. Initial unemployment claims, which have been dropping and dropping, which is very, very good. Uh, building permits, you know, housing and, and, and building is one of the largest economic multipliers in the economy. And when you take a look at how many building permits are being purchased or, or, or uh, filed for, that gives a good indication of, of what's happening in, in the housing market, the construction industry, again, which is a, a large indicator of a mo- large multiplier effect in, in the overall economy. So so those are some of the things that we, we take a look at. We'll, we'll come back to some of those in, in just a moment. I want to pick up some of these callers. Though. Let's, let's welcome Akel on the line from North Carolina. Good morning, Akel. How are you today? Hey, how you doing? Huh? I'm well. How can I help you, sir? Can you turn down your radio, please? Yes, sir. That's good. Yep. How can I help you? Hey, um, I was wondering. I'm actually learning about business right now, and I'm reading a book. Um, and I was wondering how could you give me any any advice on switching from the E quadrant to the B quadrant and skipping over the S quadrant? I I'm not familiar with what you're talking about, Echo. Can you describe it a little bit more? In business, they're like, well, in the world, there's like four quadrants, the E, S, B, and I. E is employment. S is self-employment. B is like business networking, I believe, and the I is for investment. I'm trying to make that transition from being an employer over to the B, business networking quadrant. And I was wondering, could you give me any advice as far as like transitioning over because I know it's, like, difficult and everything, and, like, I know it's, like, it's not going to be as easy as I think to, like, go from working for someone to actually networking with business and, you know, not actually starting my own business, but actually going into business with someone else. And I was wondering, could you give me any advice on that like, as far as, like, the transition? Well, Echo, I'm not familiar with what book you're reading, but I, I, I do know that, you know, if you have a passion that you want to go out into the business world and do some type of a business, whether it's, um, uh, you know, owning an accounting firm or a construction company or, or, or anything, um, you know, just take your passion and run with it. And then just, you know, when you become self-employed versus working for someone, it's a lot of hours. Uh, to get to get the business up and running, and then as far as you know, how you go about getting that business up and running, you 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 talked a little bit about the, about it right there, which is you know networking and perseverance and and continuously you know seeing who your prospective customers may be, and and then and then going from there. But that's that's probably the best thing that I could that I could say is is you know if you feel confident that you're uh, uh, able to go out and start your start your new business, whatever it may be. Again, versus leaving your job, I would do part of your 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 
uh, new business on the side while you're still working at your current job to make sure that you can, uh, you know, get it up and running and off off the ground. That that's that's about what I would say as as far as everything goes. I don't know what you're, you're what what you're talking about or or what your natural markets are or anything like that. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it does. Okay, I I, pre, I appreciate the phone call. Good luck. Stay in touch, Echo. Let us let us know how how you're doing with your new endeavor. I appreciate the phone call. Uh, let's go ahead and welcome Dave on the line from Florida. Good morning, Dave. How are you? Hi. Hello. Hi. Yes. Hi, Dave. Can Hi. I help you? Yes. Um, so my question is, I, I'm I'm 35 years old, and I haven't been the savviest when it comes to my finances. Um, I'm about fifty thousand or so in uh in credit card debt um i do have a good income as far as i i just got a new job with the federal government and they have these whole these um ways of retiring plans that they have that they're called tsp furs and then they part of it is like they cut it up into three sections which i'm not too familiar with so at this point i want to the tsp which is their version of a 401k i guess is they let you allocate as much as you want up to i think eighteen thousand dollars they were telling me um, but you have to, um, and they match you of five percent of what of your of whatever your salary is. My Correct. question is, they give you two options. You can do it either tax deferred, or I mean, you know, after taxes or before taxes. Now I was told to do it, you know, already being taxed. I'm not sure if that's the smartest way to go about it. Well, there's two choices there, and what you're talking about is either putting it in pre-tax into your TSP or putting it in post-tax on the Roth side. So here's here's the way it plays out. If you put it in pre-tax, then you receive a tax deduction today for the money going in. While it's in there, there's no taxes. However, when you go to pull it out down the road, you have to pay taxes on it all. On the other okay. side, if oh, you... Oh, I thought that was... Pardon me? Go ahead. I'm sorry. You, you, I, I and then on the other side of the equation, if you put it in post-tax on the Roth side, you do not receive a tax deduction for it today, Dave. While it's in there, there's no taxes. It's growing tax deferred. However, when you pull it out down the road in retirement years, it all comes out tax-free, the principal and the earnings. So the question really becomes this. Where do you think taxes are going to be down the road? And then let me throw another question at you. Do you need a tax deduction today? So, you know, I spoke with a, a caller at the top of the show this morning talking about you know, if, if I brought in 100 financial advisors from around the country here in, into the studio here, a third is going to tell you always put it on pre-tax because they want you to get that tax deduction today. Um, and the other third is going to say, no, 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 put it in post-tax on the Roth side because you have a tremendous amount of tax-free money down the road in retirement years. And, and I'm an advisor who likes it on both sides. So I would submit doing both. You know, when the government matches your TSP 5%, they're going to put it on the pre-tax side. So if you put your 5% on the Roth side and the government puts their their matching on the pre-tax side, you're going to have an equal balance from a tax perspective down the road in retirement years. Oh, I see. Okay, so and I can do the same with the – because I'd, I'd like to put away – I mean, somebody told me that, you know, it's good to put away at least 15% of your salary. I'd like to put it so I could do the same with the other 10, remaining 10% of my – Yes, exactly, exactly. Now, do you get a tax refund in, in April or do you have to pay taxes? I always get a tax refund. Well, then that tells me right there that you can afford to put the money on the Roth side, on the post-tax side, to build tax-free money down the road in retirement years that you do not necessarily need the tax deduction today. 
I don't know. That's, and I was thinking when you were saying that, I really don't need to tax. I can live off of – if they tax me now, I can live off of what I make. Yep, perfect. Um, That's the and, best and way I'll to be, go. I'll be fine. And now the only other thing is do you, uh, they also offer that FG, the, like the life insurance. And I don't know if – I, I never understand about life insurance, whether it's a scam or it's a good thing. Or sure, the, the, the government offers the different types of insurance programs. They have um, uh, Fagley option, option uh, – uh, a, B, and C. Yep. So option A right. is is your your basic salary rounded up to the next ten thousand. Option B is up to five times multiple your salary for term right. insurance, and then option C is is family and spouse stuff. So I'll tell right. you what I'll do, Dave. I'm I'm going to go ahead and send you out our financial planning toolkit. There's no charge for it, but that's going to help you get organized and and really help you outline how to how to save and and it'll help you figure out an insurance needs analysis on on how much insurance you need as well, okay? I appreciate that. Thank you so much for your time. Yep, absolutely. Congrats and uh keep keep on saving. I I I like the idea there. Let me put you on hold. Appreciate the phone call. You're listening to Making Money Sense Larry Rosenthal show. Give us a ring 855 Rose 123 or 855 767-3123. Hey, you can catch me live uh, in a couple of weeks, Tuesday evenings, um, February 19th at Turf Valley Country Club, just outside of Baltimore, Maryland. We're having two seminars on that day, educational seminars. There's no cost for the seminar, and the refreshments are complimentary. Two sessions. The first one begins at 1 o'clock, goes to 2.30 in the afternoon, and then we're going to do it again at 6.30 to 8. So for those of you that want to come in the evening, no worries. Those of you who want to come in the afternoon, love to have you there. The, the class is going to be held on on the the uh, how to fill out your beneficiary forms correctly. And I know that sounds kind of boring, but you know what? If you fill out your beneficiary form correctly, your heirs will be in a position to receive an enhanced tax treatment should you pass with retirement dollars, TSP, 401K, IRA-type money down the road, as well as we're going to do an examination on the do's and don'ts of Roth conversions, explain who should convert, why you should convert, who shouldn't convert, and the pros and cons of making a, a conversion on that. So you can go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com, click on the Seminar button, and uh, you can register right there. Again, it's going to be February 19th, two sessions from 1 to 2.30 in the afternoon, and then repeating it again from 6.30 to 8. There's no charge for the seminar, and the refreshments are complimentary. Love to have you there. Go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com, to register. We'll be back in a moment with more Making Money Sense. Listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855 Rose 123. That's 855 767 3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. Have you ever wanted to be part of something big? Nonprofit organization called SARS Children Africa. Do you want to be a part of something that changes a child's life? Orphans who are high school age who would not have a chance to get education otherwise. Now you can be part of something that brings hope. What we do is we actually pay for the school fees. For about the cost of a new suit, you can change an orphan's future for a whole year. We pay for the school fees, and that averages around $500 to $550 a year total. That means food, lodging, the teaching, the education part, the the uniform, that whole thing. Call now, 703-201-2494, or go to starschildrenafrica.org. For a dollar and a half a day, one child would be educated for that year in high school. 703 201 
703-242-2494. Call right now. For $500 a year, you can change an orphan's life. 703-201-2494. Now nationwide and coast to coast from sea to shining sea, call now. 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123. Live from the nation's capital, this is the Larry Rosenthal Show. There are a couple of lines available for you if you'd like to dial in to talk to Larry live here on the radio. The phone number is 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123 to talk to Larry Rosenthal, our financial and retirement expert here in studio. You know, Chris, the last caller there from from Dave down in Florida, you know, starting out young and and everything reminds me of uh, it's just a good way to start saving money just a little bit at a time. Proverbs 13.11 talks about that. Uh, dishonest money dwindles away, but whoever gathers money little by little makes it grow. And and that's just, you know, that's in the NIV. That, that just uh, uh, is so true, sticking away money a little bit at a time each and every month, each and every pay period, dollar cost averaging for a long period of time. That's one of the, That's really one of the most efficient ways to go about accumulating assets is the acquisition of shares. And by doing dollar cost averaging like that, you put the same amount of money into the same investment each interval, whether it's biweekly, monthly, whatever it may be, regardless of the price of the investment. And over time, you're going to end up with the average price of that security over a long period of time. And that's really the best way to do it because you cannot time the market. Market timing has proven to be bad, bad exercises for people. Um, do do not do that at, at, at all, especially in this in this type of a marketplace here. Um, so not not at all. So, And also you can go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com, and click on the radio tab. And each week we sort of highlight a little, a little thing on, uh, you know, just some subject matter. It's downloadable forms for you, so you can, you can pull down some of the subject matter that we're talking about. One of the things we're talking about today is, is retirement income. Where is your retirement income going to come from? Most people save the majority of their money in their retirement plans, which is a great thing. Is it going to be pre-tax or post-tax? That seems to be a, a theme today in, in, in a lot of callers. Uh, so, so, you know, how are you going to turn your retirement savings into dependable streams of income in a tax-efficient manner from reliable sources? So go to my website and click that on and, and take a good look at it. Let's shoot on over to Stafford, Virginia, and welcome Sherry on the line. Good morning, Sherry. How are you today? I'm doing well. Good. How, How can I help you? you? Uh, I'm calling because, okay, I'm trying to get all of this to cooperate since I'm listening to you through the phone, but you're also on the radio, so I'm just making sure I'm listening through the phone and not the radio. Um, I'm calling because I've been on a job for 17 years, and I'm about to resign this job, and I have about... 442000 in my 401k, but some of that is a loan, which they're just going to take that out when I resign. So my question is, I know I want to roll it over, but I don't know if I should roll part of it over to Roth or what. Sherry, in, in, in a lot of cases like this, when somebody wants to roll it over, I would suggest that you go ahead and roll it over to your own IRA like you had planned, and then at that point sit down and take a look at a Roth conversion exercise. 
because okay. if if you decide to convert it while you're rolling it over, once it gets there, you might go, well, how am I going to pay this tax? And what's my break-even point? And, and all these different types of scenarios come out. So what we have our clients do when they want to do that is put it into your own IRA. Then you can sit down and take a look at, at how you go about um, uh, converting it over whether you do all of it or big chunks or little tiny chunks over a series of years. You know, there's there's break-even points okay. on every conversion each year. There's, there's um, uh, you know, all different types of math on both sides. For example, suppose you converted $10,000, and let's suppose, just so I can do math easy here on the radio, you, you're in a, a 20, 20% tax bracket. So, so where are you going to pay the, the $2,000 from? You know, so you say, okay, well, I'm going to take it out of my cash flow or I'm going to take it out of the bank. The other side of that equation is, well, what happens if you do not convert it and you just decide to save that $2,000 out of the bank or out of your cash flow? How will the math work that way when you get down the road with the unconverted money paying tax on it versus this new investment of two grand? So we have to take a look at time frames. We have to take a look at cash flow and where the money is going to come from to pay the tax. Here's my basic rule when it comes to Roth conversions, Sherry. Everybody who has an IRA should really sit down and take a look at a Roth conversion exercise. doesn't mean everybody's going to convert all of it or part of it. And, and sometimes people, it, it works out that, you know what, based off of what I'm seeing, time frames, things like that, you should convert. And other people, maybe not so much. So, so that's my suggestion to you as, as far as doing that, those. And, and I'll send you out some information okay. on that as, uh, as far as the Roth conversions and, and get you hooked up with, a, with a, a calculator session on it and show you how the, the do's and don'ts of it, okay? Okay, and one other quick question. Do you all have recommendations? I can ask this offline as well and look on your rep- website about where to roll over an I- for an IRA because I know there are a lot of options. There are, and, and, and when you roll money over from a retirement plan into an IRA, first of all, the IRA is just a shell. It's just a piece of paper that says to the IRS, hey, IRS, treat this pile of money according to the rules and regulations of an IRA. Inside the IRA are your investment choices. So you can invest in, in stocks, bonds, annuities, mutual funds, ETFs, options, all kinds of things, okay? Um. So, so if you choose to do it with, with somebody at a bank, then you're going to get those types of bank products. If you do choose to do it with an independent advisor like, like us or someone else, you'll get all different types of, of choices that are available. The biggest thing is before you do this, sit down, take a look at what your plan is, what your goals are, your time frame, your risk tolerance, work with an advisor, to, to outline all of that, and then you would be in a position to make an informed rollover decision on how you're going to invest the dollars. Because ultimately, you know, you, you, you've got this pile of money that you've saved long and hard over the years, and now this money still needs to grow, needs to produce income at a certain point in time, and during your retirement years, it needs to grow to outpace taxes and inflation, too, you know, for many, many years during your retirement years. So, so it, it, it's, it, it needs to be planned out well. And, I, and I'll send you out info on this as well as, you know, I'll, we'll have uh, someone touch base with you on the rollover and, and how to build, build out the investments if you wish. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right, Sherry. Appreciate the phone call. Let me put you on hold. Have a great weekend. You're listening to Making Money Sense, the Larry Rosenthal Show. 
Again, you can catch me live Tuesday, um, I was going to say September, Tuesday, February 19th, Chris, over at Turf Valley Country Club, just outside of Baltimore, Maryland. We're having a session, uh, two retirement or two seminars that day. There's going to be one starting in the afternoon, 1 to 2.30 in the afternoon, and again, 6.30 to 8. There's no cost for it, and and the uh, uh, refreshments are complimentary. We're going to be going over the do's and don'ts of Roth conversions. Who should do it? You know, big subject, always a big subject, and, and, and why you should do it and why you should not do it. And not everybody should do it, but everybody who has an IRA really needs to sit down and take a look at the merits of it all, as well as explaining the uh, how you need to set up your beneficiary form so your heirs can have the lifetime tax advantage or multi-generational tax-advantaged IRA um, you know, one day when, when you're actually done with the dollars. And that all is based off of the beneficiary form. So lots of stuff uh, packed into this 90 minutes of, of seminar time. You can go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com, and register right there, or just give us a call at 855-ROSE-123. So getting back to some of the things we were talking about here today, Chris, is, is um, you know, uh, uh, what are some of the overlooked questions in retirement planning? You know, when to take Social Security, when not to take Social Security. Um, how are, are, are our assets set up properly to, to pass on to heirs, to charities? How's my income going to be protected during retirement years? Will my income deliver the standard of living that I need during my retirement years? What happens if I retire at, let's say, 63 years old and I live to 93? Is my income from my savings and investments going to produce the standard of living outpacing taxes and inflation that I need during that 30-year period of time in retirement years? These are a lot of questions that we, that, that we ask and, and when it comes to retirement planning scenarios. Um, can your investments in retirement withstand a recession? How are they positioned today? How are they going to be positioned down the road when you ultimately retire? You know, a rule of thumb is is the closer you are to needing your money, not necessarily retirement date, but the closer you are to needing your money, the more conservative your dollars need to be positioned in order to withstand ups and downs in the marketplace because at that point it's all about the income production. These are questions that we need to be asking our advisors. We need to be asking ourselves how are things positioned for ourselves? One of the questions you can go in next week and, and speak to your advisor or email him or her and ask them, say, hey, what is the standard deviation on my investments or what is the beta rating on my investments? These measure risk and the volatility measurements of your investments. Um, you know, so, so these are very important things to really be taking a look at when you're getting close to or already in your retirement years. So I see, Chris, we're coming up against a break here. Give us a ring if you like. We'll keep the phone lines open with any of your financial planning questions at all. Dial us up at 855-ROSE-123. This show is here to serve you with financial education. 855-ROSE-123, 855-767-3123. I'm Larry Rosenthal. We'll be back in a moment with more Making Money Sense. You are listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense 
in a moment. Remember those kids that you keep your kids away from? Those kids that society doesn't seem to know what to do with? That kid you saw on the street corner last week? Remember that kid that, well, you feel sorry for? The dropout, the pregnant teen, the drug addict. Those are the kids that Youth for Tomorrow wants to reach. And Youth for Tomorrow has reached nearly 800 children since opening its doors in 1986. That's 800 young men and women helped to become responsible and effective members of society. The founder and chairman of Youth for Tomorrow, former Washington Redskins coach and current NASCAR team owner Joe Gibbs, says if we don't do what we can to influence our young people, there are plenty of others who will in the wrong direction. For more information about Youth for Tomorrow, call 703-368-7995 or go to youthfortomorrow.org. You can help turn a negative into a positive. Call 703-368-7995 or go to youthfortomorrow.org. Get started with your financial plan today at LarryRosenthal.com or call right now for the Financial Planning Toolkit, 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123. This is the Larry Rosenthal Show. i got to tell you, Larry, that uh, Financial Planning Toolkit's a popular little thing. It uh, really does help you get started on figuring the things out when it's time to really want to retire or even before you retire. It does, Chris. You know, it really draws a line in the sand and it addresses the question, if I keep doing what I've been doing, where will I be down the road and how will that look? Um, uh, you know, you can go, uh, again, people who, who want the financial planning toolkit, there's no charge for it. You can go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com, click on the video there and on the first page, and it will show you what, uh, what, what will be the result for you uh, in filling out the, the, the toolkit on how that financial plan will actually, will actually look. I want to sort of change subject here a little bit and talk a little bit about estate planning and some basics, some basic building blocks in estate planning. And there's there's a lot of confusion out there about a trust. What does a trust do? What doesn't it do? How does it work? You know, a lot of people hear the term trust and, and they get overwhelmed with it. Oh, now I got to meet with an attorney. I got to do all this and do that. And I'm not wealthy enough and 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 all these different things. And and, you know, here's the scenario we work long and hard here and and you know our lives and and, and we save money and and ultimately one day uh, we're going to pass these assets on whether it's real assets or, or intangible assets like like bank accounts investments whatever it may be we're going to pass these on to heirs and to charities and it, if money goes to a spouse it's usually done in a very tax efficient way when it goes to a non-spousal beneficiary, that's when Uncle Sam really gets involved, okay? And let's talk a little bit about the purpose of a revocable living trust. And let me just sort of, you know, frame this out here real quick. Let's suppose, Chris, you know, you're, 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 you're married and, 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 you know, you, you have a joint account and, and you pass, and and then what happens? My wife would never trust me with a joint account. It's all her. <laughs> it's all in her name. That's right. <laughs> she knows so, better. So then, yeah. What 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 would happen here if if it's a joint account? Well, the the money just goes to the spouse. Not a problem. We all understand that, right? So let me just sort of lay out the building blocks on how this cascades down towards tax. Let's suppose you start off with an account and. And, and, and over time, you, you, you've built it to $100,000. That's what you've put in. And now, now maybe it's worth 150 And it's a joint account, and you pass. Well, your spouse gets $150,000. It's still there, right? It goes either way. 
depending on who passes. And then the survivor decides, I'm going to go ahead and sell this for whatever reason. Well, they've got to pay taxes on all that gain of $50,000. You put in 100 now you've got a 150 you've got to pay taxes on that gain of $50,000. On the other hand, let's suppose that you had the money in your name, your wife had power of attorney on it, and it was inside of a revocable living trust. Now, if you pass, your spouse gets the $150,000, and she decides, hey, I'm going to sell it. There's no tax on that $50,000 of gain. So they receive what's called a stepped-up basis. Now, a lot of times, husband and wives just do it normally in a, in a, in a uh, joint, joint account. That's fine. But my point is also when the money goes to a non-spousal beneficiary, say your children or your, or your grandchildren, a lot of people will, when, when someone passes, they'll put an adult child's name on that account thinking, okay, so something happens to me, at least they'll have access to it and they can manage the money and things like that. And while the intentions are good, the tax implications of it are, are dramatically negative because you, you have to understand how can an asset pass to the, the, the challenges, how can an asset pass to a non-spousal beneficiary how can that non-spousal beneficiary, maybe a trustee or an adult child, how can he or she use that money for the care of, of mom or dad when they're, when they're in their senior years? How can that adult child have, have access to make decisions and, and manage the money? And still at the same time, receive that enhanced tax treatment once the money passes. And it's very simple. It's don't put the child's name on the account because when you put the child's name on the account, they assume your cost basis. And when you all you need to do is simply say, you know, mom's account or dad's account, make it TOD, which is transfer on death, or put it into a revocable living trust. Name the child with power of attorney, the ability to make decisions on the accounts. And then ultimately one day, when the money passes, passes, they get a stepped-up basis. In that example, you put in a hundred thousand dollars; it's worth a hundred and fifty. That fifty thousand and the hundred thousand pass tax-free to the heirs. So I got to ask you this question: So TOD does that avoid a trust? All that work that you have to do to create a trust, if you just put TOD on there, it seems like that might be a faster, easier, more efficient way. It is. Now, Now the advantage of a TOD is the money goes directly to the child. The advantage of putting it into a trust, the money goes directly to the child, but there's strings attached. Mm -hmm. Let's suppose that you say, you know, I'm, I'm a little concerned about my child's spouse, or I'm a little concerned that my child's going to blow this money on the convertible car, or whatever it may <sighs> be. sounds like me. That's what my wife wants to do, I'm telling you. <laughs> then then that's, the, that's the need for the trust. So... People, people end up paying a very large, unnecessary tax when they receive money because they don't know how to coordinate with the prior generation on the inheritance. And let me tell you, it's a very difficult discussion to have. Hey, Mom, Dad, you sure you got everything lined up so that everything comes to me in the most tax-efficient way? 
how do you have that conversation, right? Right. Do you need so, to have your, um, the, with a trust, do you need to have an attorney to set that up? Is that a requirement? Is it pretty easy? You do not need a trust. I'm sorry. You do not, I was going to say, you do not need a trust <laughs> to set up an attorney. How's that sound, right? <laughs> you do not need a, an attorney to set up a trust, although I would suggest it. Okay. Okay. I've seen the value that an attorney can bring to the table because they can really personalize things into a family situation. Um, and, and they're not that expensive. They're, they're, they're a couple thousand dollars to, to get it done properly. So that's really not a, 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 a big issue when it, when it comes to that. The, the, the bigger issue, Chris, is understanding how the money cascades from one generation down the waterfall to the next generation. And we see this oftentimes all over the country, and it's very unfortunate. People are paying unnecessary taxes on inherited dollars when they don't need to, when they simply they can fix it by the stroke of a pen, by, by, by setting things up just the way that I, I described. I have, a, I have a, a, a packet. It's called Basics in Estate Planning. If you want it, just go ahead and go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com, and email us, and we'll send it out to you. There's no charge for it. And then you can sit down with you and your family or you and your advisor and, and take a good look at it. Um, you know, I was working with somebody, uh, a, a new prospective client the other day, and I was looking at their accounts, and I said, you know, you, 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 you have an attorney involved with things and, and a financial advisor, but yet your accounts don't have any beneficiary attached to them. What's going to happen? And I said, here's what's going to happen on, the, on this transfer should something happen to you and your wife. And he just looked at me, and I was like, yes, that's correct. These are real things, and, and people end up paying unnecessary early, in some cases massive taxes, because the forms aren't filled out correctly. And, and you can just fix it with a stroke of a pen. So, so if you don't fill out your beneficiary form, what happens? If you just leave it blank. If you leave, if you have a if you have an account and there's no beneficiary attached to it, it will go to your estate, okay. and therefore it will go through probate process, oh, which is the court's distribution process. Okay, uh, so it's going to have lots of time delays. People can protest it. You're going to have court costs, attorneys' fees to settle it all out. Uh, now, in some cases, it's pretty simple. It's not too bad. In other cases, it can be a long, drawn-out issue. Uh, but you know the, the these it if you can, right? These little check boxes on your forms, these little check boxes on your account opening statements are there for reasons, and these are the reasons. When you were filling out your your investment accounts, your 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 regular non-IRA accounts or your IRA accounts, and if you didn't remember having the discussions of, well, is this a TOD account or is it joint tenants? Is it tenants in common? Is it is it is it uh, 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 transfer on death? Is do we put this into our our revocable living trust? Do we even need a trust for this account? What about the beneficiaries? Are the beneficiaries per capita? Or are they per stirpes? If you don't recall having these discussions, then I would suggest that you pull the forms back out again and see exactly how these forms are, or how these accounts are registered, so that should something unfor- you know, God forbid, happen you'll have a good understanding of how the assets are actually going to pass to the next generation. You know, and I don't want to make this complicated at all. And and it can be very complicated over the airways uh, like this, but but it's it's really part of, of, you know, what we call financial blind spots and people's financial planning, you know, before retirement or even in retirement years. 
and 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 these are things that really need to be discussed and, and thought about. Hey, if you want to get information on the basics in estate planning, go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com, and shoot us off an email. We'd be happy to send you out the kit, Basics in Estate Planning. There's no charge for it at all. So uh, we're going to take a quick break here. We'll be back in a moment with more Larry Rosenthal Show, Making Money Sense. You are listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. Here is Dr. Gary Jones, CEO of Youth for Tomorrow. You know, we started a girls program in 2003. And... You think you've seen it all and you've heard it all until our children walk on campus. And they will steal your heart in a moment. They'll steal your heart because they come with nothing but hope. That's all they come with. The FBI calls and says, you know, we, we arrested a sex trafficker last night, but we still have the sex traffic victim. We know you're the only facility in Virginia. That'll take a girl like this. Do you have room for one more? And we say yes. If you would like to help, go to youthfortomorrow.org. A place like Youth for Tomorrow is an oasis in the difficult world that we live in today for these kids. Joe Gibbs founded Youth for Tomorrow because he wanted to give back. If that's how you feel and you would like to help, go to youthfortomorrow.org. That's youthfortomorrow.org. Now nationwide and coast to coast from sea to shining sea, call now, 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROADS-123. Live from the nation's capital, this is the Larry Rosenthal Show. You are listening to the Larry Rosenthal Show. Give us a call at 855-767-3123, 855-ROADS-123. Chris, Proverbs 21.5 says, The plans of the diligent lead to profit as surely as haste leads to poverty. Just think about that in the last thing we were talking about with the beneficiary forms, the trust, and things of that nature. God's given us assets, and, and we're charged to be good stewards with them. You know, they're his, and we need to be good stewards with them. At the same time, we have to get educated and understand how these assets work in man's tools. And that's what we're trying to to explain here is, is, is you know, in that in that last section with the estate planning there. Let's shoot on over to Maryland and welcome Alan on the line. Good morning, Alan. How are you? I'm doing fine. How are you doing? I'm well. How can I help you, sir? Uh, yes, I have one or two questions about my Roth IRA. Okay. Um, first one is that I'm, I'm retired. I've been retired for a few years now. Um, I've had a, a Roth IRA and a traditional IRA for way over five years. But my question is, uh, now in my Roth IRA, I've decided to start trying to um, make some money in my IRA through auctions. And I'm, I've been pretty successful um, lately, and I was thinking about taking money out of my Roth IRA that I that I make through auctions and start to invest in um, rental property. My question is, is that legal? 
you know, to take money that I've made in my Roth, say, I made last week, take that money out and start buying rental property. So, Alan, here's the deal. Money that's in a Roth, the the account needs to be open for five years or to 59 and a half, whichever is longer, okay? Okay. And at any point, even under 59 and a half, you are able to take the principal out of a Roth IRA with no taxes or penalties because uh-huh. it's all after-tax money. It's the yeah. earnings money that need to sit there and get seasoned to 59 and a half or five years, okay, after uh-huh. the account's been opened. So that's the deal on it. So, um, well, I've, I'm way over 59 and a half. Um, I've had my Roth for at least 10 years now, and I've funded it for over 10 years. So it sounds like to me um, any money that you pull out is fine. So whether I make $5,000 next week in my Roth, I can pull that $5,000 out? Yes, that's just interest earnings, and it's tax-free at this point. You know, if you have any, any, you know, I, I don't give, I don't do taxes. I don't, I don't give tax advice like that. But if, if you yeah. know, you check it out with your tax preparer. But pretty sure that's the way it's going to play out. Okay. My second question is, uh, if I decide to do a Roth conversion, and I think you might have just answered this question, but I ask it anyway. If uh, if I do a Roth conversion and put money. Of course, I'll put it into my Roth, Roth IRA. Uh, can I take that money out, or should I just leave it in there? Uh, or, or do I? So have you're to talking about if you convert money from your traditional IRA to the Roth? Correct. Yeah, there's there's uh, some some there's some rules on on time frames with converted money. Uh, and unfortunately, I don't have that in front of me in the studio here, but I can send that out to you. There's conversion timing rules that that go along with that. Okay. All right. That's the two questions I had. I'll get that info out to you then, okay? Okay. Thank you very much. Appreciate the phone call. I'll put you back on hold here. You listen to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal Show. Give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. Let's shoot on up to Long Island and welcome Christopher on the line. Good morning, Christopher. Good morning. How are Good you? Good morning. Yes, how are you? Good. How can I help you, Christopher? Oh, um, my mom had passed away four years ago, and with the with the account, my dad had just added me on to the account. Is that kind of what you were talking about too with the taxes? Yeah. So did. Did the account go to your dad, and then your dad added you on? He just added me on, I guess, I would guess, as a beneficiary if anything happens. Yeah, as a beneficiary, that's fine. Yeah, that's perfect. Perfect. Your dad right. did it right. But he just told me that he added my name on the account if anything happens to him. Okay, now I don't know if he made you a joint owner or if he puts you on as beneficiary. That's well, the my question. Name's not on, my name's not on the checks or anything. Okay, then it sounds like you're on there as a beneficiary, so that means things will okay. pass directly to you and avoid probate like that. That's exactly okay. what we were talking about. That's correct. Right, 
Right, and um, I have a 401k. I'm going to switch the gears here. I have a 401k from an old job that I rolled over into an IRA. It's $36,000. Hey, Chris, let me, let me do this real quick. I've got to interrupt you here. I've got music in my ears. I've just got a few seconds left on the show. I'm going to put you on hold. I'll stay in studio and answer your questions as well as other callers that are on the line. Appreciate you listening to Making Money Sense. I'm Larry Rosenthal. Go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com, and sign up for our upcoming seminars on Tuesday, February 19th, just outside of Baltimore, Maryland at Turf Valley Country Club. We're going to be going over lots of different uh, things on do's and don'ts of Roth conversions as well as your lifetime tax advantage stretch IRA. So for Bob in the back today, great job on the phones, Bob, as usual, and Chris McKay. I'm Larry Rosenthal. Have a wonderful week. We'll be back next Saturday with another session of Making Money Sense. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.